I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. TalkSport 2. Good evening. How you doing? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. There was a shock defeat for Chelsea in the WSL as Deanne Rose's moment of magic inspired Reading to a 1-0 victory. Deanne Rose picks up possession for Reading and sets off on a sturge forward here with support either side. Rose still going, has covered really good ground. This is Harry's back to Deanne Rose who scores. Birmingham also nearly pulled off a shock of their own against Manchester City, but Ellen White went and did Ellen White things at Rescued City right at the death. Off goes Bunny Short. She gets away from Holloway. She gets the cut back to Ellen White, who sends the ball in. And the pressure is on because we're going to be doing the draw for the fourth round of the Vitality Women's FA Cup. It's going to be live on the show for you a little bit later on. What a performance from Emma Hayes' Chelsea side. They have sealed a brilliant 2020-21 season with four trophies and a Women's FA Cup at Wembley. All that, plus we'll talk UEFA, Women's Champions League and hear from Chelsea and England defender Millie Bright. It's all to come tonight for you on Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Nice to be with you this Monday evening. I'm pleased to say in the studio with us tonight, Claire Rafferty, former Chelsea, West Ham and England defender. Claire, good evening. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, very, very well. Thanks. Nice to have you here tonight. Thanks for having me. Bit of an interesting weekend for Chelsea, eh? Did you see that one coming? Not at all. Oh. Um, I was quite flabbergasted, actually. <laughs> um, I think the domination of possession that Chelsea had was what everyone expected but they just couldn't capitalise could they? It's just it's so weird and that's why we love football it's moments like that where you're like you know they could have really gone clear uh, but it's almost a wee bit of a hangover we need to go we need to go into it very very soon uh, Chelsea dropping points after a shock defeat on Saturday against Reading here's what happened 
And Dian Rose picks up possession for Reading and sets off on a surge forward here with support either side. Rose still going, has covered really good ground. This is Harry's back to Dian Rose who scores. The skipper Ericsson for take. And to dink it in dangerously, the goalkeeper came a long way, didn't get there. And it's blocked on the line where there were just too many back in blue and white for Chelsea to find a way through. This one to be taken by Aaron Cuthbert for the champions. And it goes. England attacking it. Still they can't quite scramble it in. Kerr sensing her chance. Reading's defensive resolve on display. Just hasn't happened for Chelsea today. And for the first time in their history, Reading have beaten Chelsea in the WSL. The Royals' remarkable rise continues. And Chelsea's 15-game unbeaten run in all competitions ends in Berkshire. Wasn't expecting to be 1-0 up um, so soon or even to be 1-0 up in the game. So, yeah, it was it was great. Like, the girls obviously defended really well and we said that we, we, we will get moments to, to have a, have a counter-attack or have a goal and fair play to Emma Harris, who was unselfish in front of goal and, and squared it to Diane, who was able to put it away. I don't want us to have an over-reliance on any player. Um, or players, that for me is crucial in a squad game. So it's important for everybody to play their part when it comes round to it. But I also understand that can be quite difficult if you haven't been given a lot of minutes. Ultimately, I picked the team. So, you know, I have to take responsibility for today, and I do. Oh, Emma Hayes taking responsibility. I actually think she sounded pretty calm uh, after after that loss because it was so unexpected. Uh, Claire Rafferty, former Chelsea, for what eleven years? Yeah, eleven years. Um, what did Make you think about old. that? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, you know what? I think that's going to be a huge price that Chelsea might potentially pay come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Again, they're expected to win. Uh, dominated possession, seventy-five, seventy-seven, whatever percentage it was, it mm-hmm. was enough to be able to score. What was it? What was the stats? 30? 34 shots. Yeah, and I think the one shot that Reading had on target ended up in the goal. I think kind of we can talk about a hangover from from a big week, but the squad they have um, that shouldn't happen. And the, the the detail in training and the periodization to to make sure the players who are on the bench are ready to come on. Um, I've actually been in a position myself where I've come on and actually not been up to the standard of, of what the team is and I, could, I feel quite um, hurt for, for them who came on and had to get subbed off because it's difficult yeah. and you have that such pressure to, to walk in and, and perform uh, as, as well as the other players and unfortunately sometimes it's just impossible. Yeah, I mean the thing is you can honestly look and say a loss is fine uh, if they don't try, that's different but when you look at the, the stats um, 594 Chelsea passes compared to 179 for Reading they were all over them, they were the better team um, but that's football and, yeah. and you can't control that at the end of the day um, and they couldn't, 10 corners for Chelsea as well, it just seems so bizarre that this is what happened after the after such a week that they had had do you think um, Do you think maybe there was a bit of complacency or is that unfair to say? I think Chelsea are going into pretty much every game expecting to win so it's something that they've learned to come accustomed to um, and it's about sticking to you know what the manager tells them. I know all the cliche, the game plan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but actually, they were trying to implement it again and again. It just wasn't working. And you have to credit Reading. Um, they have a lot of personality, and I think um, you have to hold their hands up and say they defended resolutely and. Well done. And that's what happens. We spoke to Hope Powell in the show last week. Of course, it was her side that stopped Chelsea in their 
unbeaten run last season and uh, I actually had asked Hope I said do you think this could happen could Reading be that team because sometimes they do they, they bring in those sticky situations and, and it has happened and, it, um, so and I mean, is it your fault then do you it's, predict it's my fault I jinxed it, <laughs> it oh, day, <laughs> wait and see what happens with the FA Cup yeah, fourth round there am I right um, but yeah uh, well done to Reading they've won four of their last five league games Kelly Chambers won in November manager of the month as well starting to come together um, what's changed for Reading? I think they had some players coming quite late. Uh, it is sometimes just about believing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you don't win, but you put in a good performance, that's just building. And I think they do have a building job at Reading and they've done so. Their they're reliance on, on up new players coming in. Um, and I just think sometimes it is just about more than football and technique and, and game plans. It's about heart. And, mm. and I think that's exactly what Reading have always had and they showed. Yeah, no, it's absolutely brilliant. And I think Arsenal will be thanking Reading um, when it comes to the league table as well because that now takes Arsenal four points clear because, of course, they beat Leicester last night. When you mentioned this could be this could be catastrophic for what you know what happens at the end uh, of the season, they should not have lost against Reading. Yeah, the narrative of women's this WSL just changes so quickly and I hate to say it, obviously being a Chelsea player for a long time and not being the biggest fan of Arsenal consequently, <laughs> it, it does look like it could be a, a kind of a big deal towards the end. But you know what, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, Arsenal have already had their little hiccup in the season as well. Um and they've had a really bad week. We're going to get into that very, very soon. But I, I want to ask you, just because you are a, a Chelsea legend and you'd been there for so many years, um, how will the, the morale be in the squad after that? I think sometimes you learn a lot more from a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. I know that we're going straight into the classroom and, and reflecting on that performance. Um, but I think it's, it's about the, the long game, isn't it? They're in the Champions League still. They've just won the FA Cup. They're, they're taking a lot of positives from all the other games. Um and it's just about moving on from it. Mm. You can't dwell too much. On to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take the point, on to the next. That's what everyone says, but they didn't get a point this time. Um, can I also ask about Emma Hayes as well, just because I am obsessed with her. Um, what is she like and, and, and how would she have been going into that game? I think she approaches every single game the same. Each game has equal importance. Um, I think the game plan would have been consistent. Uh, the rotation, everyone would have known their jobs. Um, she's put trust in the players that she's brought in, and as she, as she, you you heard her say, she's taking responsibility for it. There's, mm. there's only so much you can do. Uh, potentially saying that it kind of deflects it if you're saying that you're taking responsibility for it and not being over reliant on certain players. Um, I, I think that she's not going to dwell. She's a fantastic people manager, mm. and she's going to be moving on. Okay, and then. Um just a few other things about Emma Hayes because I'm genuinely fascinated she won't be putting after this one will she oh, God. she'll be hissing <laughs> how Look, dare no you comment. Reading no comment <laughs> no cat fights in here right? oh, very good uh, and talk to us about the, the, the squad as well because like you see with, with Reading they did bring in some new players uh, some new strikers coming in with like uh, Natasha Dowie as well um, and you're right that does take a little bit of time to build but Chelsea's had that, that same squad didn't make any changes in the summer do you see that happen come January? Um, I, I think I don't actually think so you don't think they'll make no, it? No, I, I think and I, she was, was after a defender or kind of wing-back position, I think, and I just don't know if 
you'll probably see one or two. Nothing. I don't think you're going to see any big changes. I don't know, to be honest. Mm. Um, and I'm not going. You put me on the spot. Here. Look at you. Yeah, I can you see do. your right so, hand. You're no, literally I don't. smiling. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't really smile. To be fair, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to disguise it all. Uh, but yeah, it has to be uh, frustrating. Again, just reminder of some of those stats yesterday. Chelsea had 34. Uh, sorry, on Saturday, Chelsea had 34 shots, 77 percent possession, um, and 594 passes. But it was Reading who got the win. Four minutes in, thanks to. Uh, Deanne Rose as well. I don't know if you've uh, seen that run that came from her as well. She was outstanding. I feel like you're rubbing this in a little bit to be so honest. You're quite that, enjoying this, uh, aren't you? No, <laughs> I, was Chelsea, I was the glory hunter for Chelsea last Look, week. You know what? I, I think defensively there were, it was um, decisions were made slightly late. She, it was a great run, wasn't mm-hmm. it? She picked the ball up and drove. Uh, I think they'll be uh, watching that back and there will be um, a few different kind of angles and and potential decision makings that could have happened Hmm. um but yeah do you do you no comment no more comment on that do you miss playing football for Chelsea Cliff I do I miss my friends I made a lot of good friends there I miss the team environment Mm -hmm. I miss um being around that professional the atmosphere kind of driving for the best every single day um, and like jumping out of bed and wanting wanting to improve, I do I do miss that a lot, and I have struggled a little bit post retirement with that. Just um, not having something to focus yeah, on. Yeah, I just don't think you can ever replicate that, can you? Mm. Um, that environment, it's and the highs of playing in front of you know for England, for example, eighty thousand in in a stadium, you can't ever really replicate that. What What was your absolute highlight? Now you are two years away from it. Um, you know what, I'd have to say 2015 with Chelsea when we won the FA Cup and the league for the first time and with England we won that bronze medal in Canada. Mm. That's got to be my highlight. How does it make you feel thinking back to that? Nostalgia, mm. um, pride and uh, yeah, uh, if I could keep reliving that year I think it would be great but it's nice to be able to talk about it and, and share my experiences with the next generation and uh, seeing women's football grow the way it has done. Um, I'm proud to have been involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. You must watch it now and think, damn it, why couldn't you have been 10 years earlier? You know what, I don't really, because actually um, I had a, a full, a, a whole other career on the side of it and I think um, it's you, you, you couldn't jump from where I was to where they are now and I think there has to be a progression and I'm, I'm very proud to have been involved in it, but also I'm very proud that I have had the ability to develop a professional career in other things. Um, I work full-time, sorry, part-time for Deutsche Bank whilst I played wow. um, and then have moved on to, after after I retired, went on and worked for the commercial team at Chelsea. Um, and so that's given me kind of a different angle to um, who I am, mm-hmm. I think. And I think if I was just football... Uh, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to do the FA Cup fourth round draw as well. Um, and I was at the FA Cup final, uh, Chelsea against Arsenal last week, which, uh, of course, Chelsea won. And uh, I even, because my, my sister plays football and has yeah. done all her life, and I look at the, the players that I know who were playing for Arsenal uh, and Chelsea and been like, wow, like it's come so far. And I actually started crying. I was a wee bit hormonal, but I did cry. You know what, though? It is, though, especially if you've seen the journey yourself. You know the dedication mm-hmm. and, and the, the the things that these players have given up. You know, a lot of the players have probably played for free when they were younger. You know, they didn't have Absolutely. any kind of mm. visibility. There was there was no role models for them to look up to. Um, and I think that in itself, it gives you something more than, than, than 
what the financial benefit or the superficial benefit can be from being a, a footballer and mm -hmm. the stereotype of what that brings and the pride that that will give a lot of the players. I think it's a lesson that keeps needs to keep being reinvested into women's football. 100%. Any changes you would like to see happen overnight if you could have one in your wish list? Um, I'd love to see more brands invest in women's football, commercially speaking. I'd love to see an equal value attached to uh, the, the kind of the same way that is to the men so the eyeballs are on the game, uh, the visibility, the value of the stories of each player and just the value of being involved in women's football. Absolutely. This is how I got into women's football, by the way, was because I wanted to know the stories because they weren't really full-time professionals at the yeah. time. They've got the best stories. They're, they're the best people and, and it's brilliant what's happening for women's football at the moment. Uh, you know, long deserved, and women women's footballers aren't in it for that. They're in it because they love football, yeah. uh, and it's brilliant. Okay, Claire, thank you for the moment. You listen to Women's Football Weekly on Talksport Two. My name's Shabana Heron. Claire Rafferty is the voice that you're hearing there. Former Chelsea player. Coming up, we're going to be chatting through more of the weekend's WSL action. Good evening. How you doing? Hope you had a lovely weekend. This is Women's Football Weekly on Talksport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban. In for fake and others for the next few weeks, former Chelsea defender Claire Rafferty is with me tonight as well. All the way through until 8 o'clock, we're going to be doing the live draw for the fourth round of the Vitality Women's FA Cup a little bit later on in the show. So make sure you stick around for that because it's kind of a big deal. But um, the pressure is off because UEFA absolutely messed it up earlier on <laughs> for, the, for the Champions League. So it's something clear that when, when producer Flo was saying, oh, we're going to be doing this in the show next week, I was like, I might be sick. Like that. <laughs> I can't. I just, I'm I'm <laughs> um, I just think there's so much pressure on that, but then they've really taken the pressure off today nicely for us. Have um, faith. Don't worry, you'll be, you'll be absolutely <laughs> can't fine. Can't get any worse. Uh, don't forget, by the way, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app, so you can do download that today. It's very easy to work. Now, we have to talk about Birmingham City. Yesterday, they came within minutes of getting a huge point against Manchester City and were close to pulling off a shock one win at one point. Uh, what a performance from Birmingham, Clare. Uh, you were saying you were watching the highlights and you're just seeing that difference from them already. Yeah, I, I think the, obviously the new manager coming in, he, sometimes that bounce when, uh, when, uh, when someone new comes in, change of environment, change of mentality, it's nice to see because then you start believing in what you already knew. Sometimes mm. you need someone to bring it to life and it seems a little bit like that's what's happened. And we've got some very experienced players there at Birmingham. Joining us now on the phone is one of them, Christy Murray, Scottish international as well. Hi, Christy. Christy, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Yeah, we're very, very good, thanks. Uh, Christy, first off, um, well done. I mean, despite being beaten 3-2 yesterday by Manchester City, Birmingham played very, very well. The first that we've really seen that this season. Um, what What's happened, Christy? Um, like you say, I think just from us yesterday, I think it was a full, a full game, full 90 minutes of just sheer intent and being a bit braver on and off off the ball so I think you can see obviously the last couple of weeks the work that we've been putting in and actually coming to kind of fruition on the pitch despite obviously the result I think for us you can see an improvement on, on performance So we know that you've had a new coach come in after Scott Booth left after uh, quite a short time in charge uh, Darren Carter being your interim manager how, how is he getting on? How are things? Yeah things have improved I think obviously just in terms of like how we want to play um, like I said just being braver braver on the ball and, and trying to take and impose ourselves on teams more, um, I think allows us to get higher up the pitch and create chances. So that's obviously what Darren wants from us as a, as a squad. 
Is, is there anything specifically behind the scenes that have been changed? I know sometimes like change of schedule can, can ignite a kind of new energy. Is there anything like that that Darren has come in and changed? Um, not really. I think just in a little bit earlier um, and then just things kind of getting done a bit quicker because obviously he's, he's been at the club himself, he knows people, so that obviously helps too. So, But no, not, not massive drastic changes just in terms of like how we train. Um, just the intensity and the, the levels have just went up and I think you can see that from, from obviously the game yesterday as well. And I take it you're enjoying that, Christy, training at that higher level? Yeah, 100%. Like you were saying earlier, the, the league has got so much better and it's so competitive and the way that you train obviously is massive in terms of like how that reflects on the pitch. So for us, that's if, for, if that's how he wants us to play, then we're going to have to be doing that every day in training so that we can replicate that. Chrissy, what did you take from from the game on Sunday? Then was it is it uh, kind of positives? Obviously, you started really well, um, and and you you really defended. You know, the organisation was very clear to see. Is there anything specific that you're going to take into the next game? I think just that, and obviously creating goal goal scoring chances. I think prior to that, we've maybe not looked in as if we've been a bigger threat going forward. But I think now. Um, obviously being defensively solid is, is the first and foremost but then creating chances further up the pitch is obviously going to be really important for us going obviously into the last couple of games And that's what did seem prominent yesterday was the the, the chances being created for Birmingham that we haven't really seen before uh, Christy, I hate to be negative but what's the morale like within the team considering there's not been a win yet? I think obviously, I think yesterday was hopefully a turning point for us I think it's been actually pretty good Um we just need to obviously continue to just keep getting our heads down, working hard and obviously believing in what we're doing. Um, and hopefully that, that result will come, um, hopefully before Christmas as well. Well, one of the kind of league deciders that might be happening this weekend coming uh, is, of course, Birmingham City against Leicester. Um, both teams uh, haven't had a win yet this season. So how are you planning to go up against Leicester? Surely you're taking the three points. That's the plan. Of course, that's obviously the aim and um, it's a game that we're obviously looking forward to. Um, we've got a game on Wednesday night as well, which um, is, is obviously going to be tough in terms of just the turnaround. But for us, yeah, of course, like we want to go into the game with the aim of getting three points and, and a good performance. Do you think it will happen, Christy? I think we just obviously need to make sure that we, we take care of um, our business and, and our preparation and make sure that it's spot on um, and, mm. and hopefully take confidence from that and into obviously the game. Absolutely. Um, Christy, you were part of the, the, you've been a part of Birmingham now for a couple of years. Uh, you were a main, member of the squad last season uh, who'd signed the letter to the board uh, looking for improvements at the club. Um, we spoke to Louise Quinn just a few weeks ago. She says that she's seen changes. Uh, are you happy with the changes being made? Yeah, I think I think definitely you can see changes from um, from last year. I think it's something that's obviously going to be a, a process and continue to push for more and push to obviously continue to improve like the environment um, moving forward. So yeah, I think there has been improvements, but again, it's just something that we need to continue to push and, and mm. to get better. Are, are the board backing you though? Do, you, do do we feel that's present this season? Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing so. They've obviously brought in new managers. Um, Again, that's not really something that I don't really take to do with very much. But 
Um, I think for us it's just important that we continue obviously focusing on our performances on the pitch and hope that obviously the club will continue to do obviously their part too. Of course, Christy Murray, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, congratulations, it was a very good performance from Birmingham yesterday and fingers crossed for you guys going into the weekend's fixture against Leicester because uh, it's a big game for both teams. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Have a lovely night. I've known Christy for many years. That felt like quite a professional <laughs> conversation that we've just had there, acting like we barely know each other. Uh, Christy, I hope you're good and enjoy the Christmas markets. I think that's where she is tonight. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about some of the act- other action that happened in the WSL as well. Let's start with um, Arsenal against Leicester. Um, a very good game last night. It should have been 10-0. It ended up 4-0 Arsenal. Um, but two headers in two minutes from Frieda Manham. That's weird. Impressive, but a bit strange, isn't it? You know, I was never a fan of heading the ball, to be honest. That's why I was uh, left back to the side. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think Leicester, uh, talking kind of the, about the, the clash with Birmingham there, the investment in infrastructure is so key, and Leicester have shown that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, the new manager, she came out, didn't she, and said that she was so impressed with the second Lydia, half. Yeah. Um, and that two headers, I actually think defending wasn't great, actually, in, in conceding them. Um, but I, I think there's a long game and, and, a, and a big build going on at Leicester. Yeah, and they have a very good goalkeeper as well. Well, She's looking very tidy as well. Um, and like you say, by the way, we've been speaking about this, Claire, across the season, is when it comes to Leicester and Birmingham, neither team's having a win just yet. Uh, Birmingham's like a veteran team in the, the FAWSL and have been about and were brilliant for so many years. Then there's Leicester, just gaining pr- you know, promotion to the WSL, but they're pumping in the money. Who deserves to stay up? Um, Leicester, for me. Um, and just because I'm, I, I, I think when you respect the players, mm-hmm. you show that investment in, in infrastructure. Um, and I think respect is, is shown in that way. In order to stay in the league, they mm-hmm. have to maintain certain levels. The players have to have access to the ball every single day. They need the kind of investment in lunch and the gym and everything that goes in into winning football mm-hmm. um, and if a team isn't willing to do that or isn't able to then then I think it's difficult for them to be able to stay up I mean it just it just has to change it has to change I mean like we're saying we're, we are hearing that there's these changes but well, I don't yeah I don't know if they, they maybe there are behind uh, the scenes I don't we, know we what wait the details and see, are uh, we do wait and see Brighton Hove uh, Albion beaten against at Manchester United 2-0 producer Flo was there producer just click quickly how was it for you yesterday did you enjoy the game yeah, it was it was an interesting one. Uh, Manchester United just dominated the whole thing. Brighton never quite found their rhythm, never really got into the game. Hope Howe was pretty disappointed and frustrated at her team because they just never really got involved in things. Dan mm. Carter came on for a little bit. She's been out injured. Um, United had so many chances. It could have been 4 or 5 nil. Um But it was an interesting one, looking at two teams who were sort of in contention for Champions League spot. Mm-hmm. United looked far stronger, more athletic, more physical. They spent a lot of money, so budget-wise, you know, probably they deserve to be at a higher level than Brighton. But for how Brighton have been this season, I was a little bit disappointed. It was the first game I've sort of seen them in the flesh for full ninety minutes, right. and I was expecting a little bit more. They were, they were, yeah, edgy at times. But Megan Walsh, brilliant performance in goal. She was fantastic because if it wasn't for her, it would have been the damage would have been pretty big. So mm. yeah, she she's had a really good season, um, and yeah, Hope Powell was full of praise for her afterwards. But a solid win for United. Not a phenomenal match, but they're back on track again. 
Okay, uh, Aston Villa against Spurs. Villa beat 2-1 uh, from Spurs. They bottled it. I wanted to see more from Villa. <laughs> uh, and also it was a draw, Everton against West Ham. Another point for Everton, another one point for West Ham. It's looking good in the table for them. And the first goal for Tony Duggan as well uh, since going back to Everton. Okay, it's time now to look ahead to this, this weekend's Women's Super League action. We're going to do that very, very soon. That's coming up after the break. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How you doing? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Siobhan and for Faye for a wee while. I hope you're having a good one. Um, it was a very interesting weekend in the WSL, but we're very excited to say we're looking ahead to the fourth round of the FA Cup and the pressure is on us uh, because we're going to be doing the draw live for you in the show in the next 15 minutes. Um, I bet you're eager to find out what's going to happen. Um, and my sister just sent me a link to, remember when Rod Stewart did the draw? <laughs> She said, channel, you're in a rush here. I'm either going to be that or the guy for UEFA today with the... Claire Rafferty's actually going to put her hand in and draw Listen, it out. So. If you could pick more awkward people. Sorry, I'm thinking <laughs> myself, not you. I'll do the Rod Stewart vibe. You, you do I'm Rod Stewart. We've already... Do you know, it's quite interesting, actually, if you don't know how a draw works, because I really didn't until now, but I always thought it looked fun. Um, there's a guy called Gary who's come in, and he comes in with all the balls and the, and the plate and whatever like that. He's in the office just now. And Claire's like, you filming it? And he's like, no, I don't have to film it. She's like, are you sure? He's like, no, 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 I'm literally the FA police. Like, I don't have to film it. She's like, "Mm, not sure. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of trust in in, uh, Claire's hands right now. And she's even making us question it. Uh, Okay, it's time now to look ahead to the weekend's Women's Super Super League action with now. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just nine ninety nine. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. Ooh, looking ahead to this Sunday, the 18th of December. Can you believe it's the 18th of December and Sunday Christmas will be over and done with in no time, uh, which I don't like to say. Uh, it's Arsenal against Brighton and Hove Albion, 6.45. Um, Claire... Could this be an upset? Because we know Brighton can do that. 
You know what, when I was looking ahead, I thought it was going to be, but off the back of Brighton's performance and the one thing for me which I love about them, the organisation, which was a little bit off, um, we're either going to see a reaction Mm -hmm. or potential sign that it could have just been kind of the form might hit a little bit of a rocky point and going into into the new year. But I really, uh, I hate to, I'm just so biased against Arsenal, I need to stop that. I just like, <laughs> I just, like, I just quite enjoy it. It's just because I'm so Chelsea. Sorry, everyone who's listening. It's okay, I'll, I'm take, sorry. I'll take Arsenal yeah, safe Arsenal for this one, okay? okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do think that uh, Brighton will make it very, very difficult for Arsenal, but mm-hmm. I think Arsenal are just going to have enough too much for them. They've had know? such a bad week, haven't they? Of course, with with losing the FA Cup and then getting tanked by Barcelona uh, at home as well. Which, to be fair, I, I think uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I'm pretty sure maybe Arsenal would have gone into that game going, okay, let's just try not to beat five nil, you know, four nil with the first leg. So it didn't get any worse. No, you know what? I, I think you're doing Arsenal a discredit there. I actually genuinely think they have the ability mm-hmm. and the spine to overcome teams like that. It's just there's a, they're in a transition period, and I think it won't be long until they can they can kind of be as consistent as they used to be. And you've seen you can see the glimpse of it. They're very entertaining to watch. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, off the back of that it's in, week, it's interesting, Claire, because when you talk about the league. Arsenal are still unbeaten in the league. Yeah. Post Champions League's different gravy. Um, and then the FA Cup beaten from Chelsea, but the first game of the season, Arsenal won. And I do think watching that game there on that day, Arsenal were the better team. So I was surprised at how it didn't happen quite as much on Sunday. They didn't provide the way they could have. Look, I, I just think that sometimes it is about individual winners mm. and bringing all them individual winners together. Um, if you throw in the kind of new, new, new tactics, new personnel it does take a little bit longer for the whole team to believe mm-hmm. each player might believe they win they they believe in their capabilities but actually sometimes it just takes that loss to, to prepare our teams to the next level okay so coming up this weekend Arsenal against Brighton and Hove Albion if Arsenal take three points from this at a point that means they are at least five points clear of Chelsea depending on how their goes their game goes in the weekend as well that's at 6.45 that was a look ahead to this weekend's Women's Super League action with now don't forget with the Now Sports membership you can stream the Women's Super League including Arsenal against Brighton at 6.45 live this weekend on Sky Sports without a contract search at Now Sports Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. So in the next few minutes or so, we're going to get stuck into the FA Cup fourth round. Um, but let's just recap the from the third round results. Um, some interesting ones. We've had Plymouth Argyle women uh, beating Claps in community. That was 5-0. Um, and... Seventh tier Clapton FA's fairy tale run came to an end, uh, and quite a journey that they'd been on because they were the first seventh tier side to get to this stage of the competition, uh, and they played all their games away from home as well. So that was quite interesting. Also, Bridgewater United Women FC uh, beating Crystal Palace LFC one 0 their third tier, uh, and beating Championship side of course Crystal Palace as well. And that's the beauty of the FA Cup is getting to see these lower side uh, teams and lower league te- lower league tiers uh, going up against the top tiers as well what's your experience of that Claire? Um, every single FA Cup game is like a final for teams that are, are in the, the lower tiers as you said it, it's always very difficult to beat a team that has that much fire belief and is kind of playing for, for that one game 
And I think when, when I was watching the FA Cup when I was younger, even the women's, I think the first FA Cup win I watched any Aluko score for Cholton, I think it was. Wow. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, God, amazing. And I think that belief and that fire around women's football actually has always been focused around the FA Cup. So it has a bigger history than potentially the league does. Um, but it's just so nice to see that, isn't it? Can I ask, um, what is more important, the FA Cup or league position? Oh, I think now the Champions League is obviously... Is, is, oh, wait a minute, OK. I know, it's Let's always a, a tricky anyone. one, but there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> OK, so I think... If you can win them all, obviously that's great. But um, You're, you should be a politician. Sit on the there we like go. That. Look, uh, look I, I think I'm going to say it: the league because of Champions League leverage. Okay. Oh, actually, if you could come second and win the FA Cup and still no, wait a minute, no, wait. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a tough one. You can't get it all right. <laughs> uh, I just want to ask you about the prize money as well. Uh, the winner of the women's FA Cup gets twenty five thousand. The winner of the men's FA Cup gets one point eight million. Riddle me that. Yeah, I think working, having worked in a commercial team um, or in a football club, it is the arguments always around the revenue mm-hmm. that's brought in for brands and ticket sales, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and, and that's why the prize money isn't as high. But for me, it's about you know uh, encouraging more women's football, more women to play football, and in doing so, you have to reinvest some of that money, even if you're taking it from the men's, reinvest it in the grassroots. I think half of it sometimes doesn't even cover the travel for some of these low league teams to get there so actually why would they prioritise if it's such an important cup to to this country you know why is that not a top priority I think that's such a valid point that you make there the third round winner gets 1,250 compared to the 82,000 in the mains uh, coming in third it's it's just unbelievable but uh, we won't get into that we'll burn our bras another day Uh, and before we get to the draw let's hear from Talk Sports Bradley Hayden because he's, he's been speaking to Chelsea's Millie Bright and asked her about that special day at Wembley just over a week ago yeah, it's, it's, I think for me, that's one of the highlights of, and it's strange because that's last season's FA Cup. So we kind of sealed last season, done and dusted, got the domestic quadruple. So um, it was a massive tick in terms of what we were wanting to achieve and what we set out to achieve. And yeah, it, it felt like a long time coming, you know, getting, I'm just really glad that we got the opportunity to finish last season's uh, FA Cup, to be honest, because like I said, that made the quadruple. Um, but yeah, it's been an unbelievably tough schedule. Um, we've had a for everyone, it's been difficult with COVID. So for us as a team to stay switched on and professional and yeah, come out on top, really, I'd, I'd like to think we're in a, a great place at the minute as a squad. And yeah, to win it the way we did was incredible. Um, but even more so, having the fans back in Wembley was unbelievable. What were the celebrations like after? I mean, did any of you uh, put Emma up to pulling out the old uh, the old purring chat in the uh, in the press conference after? Considering you decided how silly was scared of cats or black cats. Yeah, the, I think she'll be getting a role. I think she'll be getting a role in acting after that. Um, it was a good little purr, but no, we were. It was pretty chill to be fair. Obviously, we had Champs League last night, so you know, this is the final, um, it's moments like this, you know, the last few weeks before the Christmas break where it's easy to slip off. Um, but this is the moments where we have to be even more switched on. We have to be um, attention to detail massively. Um, and yeah, it was a tough game last night. So yeah, it was just straight back to work after the final, which is hard because you want to celebrate and you want to take in the moment. Um, but I think once the season's done, we will celebrate all our, successes and trophies um because I think you do like you don't get those moments again and and yeah you don't know what's around the corner so we don't take anything for granted but at the same time we still have a job to do until Christmas 
That was Millie Bright there talking to, to Bradley Hayden. Um, OK, we have to get into the draw because uh, Mike Green on Twitter is absolutely livid at me that we've held it off for this long. Sorry, Mike, uh, just look it up later. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. I'm Shabana Heron. Claire Rafferty is here as well. And next, we're going to be doing the live draw for the fourth round of the Women's FA Cup. TalkSport 2, official broadcast partner of the Premier League and the EFL. Good evening, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shabana Hearn, in for Faye for the next wee while, and Claire Rafferty, former Chelsea player, is in the studio as well. Uh, alongside uh, a young man called Gary, uh, and Gary is the FA Competitions Coordinator. Uh, and Gary comes along with um, a sack of balls and... Um, a tray and we are going to do the draw uh, for the fourth round of the FA Women's Vitality Cup so we're going to draw through the numbers I'm going to read every team that is in it as well it's the Vitality Women's FA Cup fourth round proper and it'll all take place Sunday the 30th of January 2022 32 clubs, 16 ties all 12 WSL sides have now entered the competition alongside nine championship teams who are still in the draw and several teams from the third and fourth team tier as well uh, so I'm going to go through the list now we've got Arsenal women, Aston Villa, Birmingham, Brighton and Hove Albion, Chelsea, Everton, Leicester City, Manchester City, Manchester United, Reading, Tottenham Hotspur, West Ham, Newcastle United, Durham, Sunderland AFC ladies, Liverpool FC women, Blackburn Rovers LFC, Huddersfield Town, Lincoln City women, Nottingham Forest women, West Bromwich Albion women, Sheffield United, Coventry United WFC, Gillingham Women or Charlton Athletic Women, London City Lionesses, Bristol City Women, Bridgewater United Women, Plymouth Argyle Women, Billericay Town, Southampton FC Women, Southampton Women's or Exeter City Women's and Ipswich Town LFC. So that's all the names uh, going into this draw numbers 1 to 32. Uh, Claire Rafferty is in the studio with us alongside Gary who we're calling the FA police. He doesn't like it but we can't put him on air because he doesn't <laughs> want to. Um, okay, so Claire, are you all set? All good to go. Okay, let's go. Okay, number 1. But you're going to draw out. Tell me the number please. Number 30. Number 30 is Southampton FC Women. Going up against Number 26. Number 26 is Bristol City Women. Okay. Second tie. Number 13. Number 13 is Newcastle United. Going up against... Number 32. Ipswich Town. Okay. Our third tie, please, Claire. Number 28. 28 is Plymouth Argyle Women. And they'll be playing at home against... Number 24. Gillingham Women or Charlton Athletic Women. OK, and our next tie, please, Claire. Number 16. 16 is Liverpool. They'll be playing at home to... Number 19. Number 19 is Lincoln City. Interesting. Going into the next one. Number four. Number four is Brighton and Hove Albion. They'll be at home number hosting 10. number 10, Reading. OK, that was quite interesting. Number 20. Number 20 is Nottingham Forest Women. And they'll be hosting... Number 8. 
Manchester City. Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Okay, she's doing her Rod Stewart very well. What's the next one, Claire? <laughs> Number two. Number two, Aston Villa women. They will be hosting. Maybe at Melbourne? Number five. Number five. Oh, Chelsea! Oh, oh Claire, that's my sister's team and then oh, your God. team. Okay, that's our first derby of the day. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Our next tie, please. Number 29. Number 29 is Billericay Town and they will be at home going up against... Number 23. Number 23, Coventry United WFC. Okay. Next tie, please. Number 14. Number 14 is Durham Women and they will be facing in the fourth round... Number 17. Number 17 is Blackburn Rovers LFC. <laughs> number 21 number 21 West Bromwich Albion women you will be hosting number 31 number 31 which is Southampton women's or Exeter City women number 22 number 22 is Sheffield United women they'll be facing number 12 number 12 West Ham United Number three. Number three is Birmingham City Women. We've just spoken to Christy there. She'll be eagerly waiting for our draw. Number 15. Up against Sunderland AFC Ladies. Next tie, please. Number 27. 27 is Bridgewater United Women. And they'll be hosting... Number nine. Number nine, WSL side Manchester United. Number 18. Number 18 is the next tie. That's Huddersfield Town, WFC. And they'll be going up against... Number six. Number six, which is Everton FC. <laughs> We're nearly there. The six and nine are quite difficult. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, number 11. Number 11, Tottenham Hotspur. They will be hosting... Number seven. Number seven. Oh, another WSL fixture, Leicester City. Oh, Get a few tweets on it. Yeah. Claire, Claire, this is all your fault. (laughs) Number one. Number one, Arsenal. Claire's (laughs) favourite. Number 25. They'll be hosting London City Lionesses. Well, that's an interesting one because they're doing very well in the championship. Is that everyone? Yeah. Is that everyone through? Well done. Gary, did we do a good job? He's given us the thumbs thumbs up. up. We've absolutely nailed it. We didn't do a UEFA earlier on. Claire, thank you very much. We were both really nervous about that. (laughs) So, saws. Let's go through the full list of ties again, shall we? So, it's Southampton FC Women against Bristol City. Newcastle United, Ipswich Town. Plymouth Argyle against Gillingham Women or Charlton Athletic. We've got Liverpool against Lincoln City. Brighton and Hove Albion against Reading. Um, which will be an interesting one actually Uh, Nottingham Forest against Manchester City that'll be a tough one for Nottingham Aston Villa against Chelsea Villa will be delighted I'm sure Billericay Town against Coventry United Durham Women against Blackburn Rovers and then it's West Bromwich Albion against Southampton Women's or Exeter City Women Sheffield United against West Ham Birmingham City against Sunderland AFC Ladies Bridgewater United Women against Manchester United another tough one there Huddersfield Town against Everton Tottenham Hotspur against the Leicester City and also the very last one Arsenal against Championship side London City Lionesses we got there we did very, very well. Claire, some of them standing out to you. I mean, you were pulling the faces at the WSL fixtures that you that you pulled together in the in the top tier. Uh, Aston Villa, Chelsea. Looking at that one, of course, your former club. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I think um, it's always more difficult, obviously, when you when you get a team that are ranked higher on. But it's the it's the FA Cup, isn't it? So you, I think the spirit of that lives through in any team. Doesn't matter what what tier you're in. Mm. Um, so each game is going to be equally as difficult, I think. Uh, and and all clubs will take it as seriously as possible. That's a very professional answer, though, isn't it? Gary's <laughs> well, nodding. We we yeah, Gary's, Gary's happy with that. Gary <laughs> is our FA please. Um, Gary, did we do okay there? Are you quite happy with that? Did we absolutely smash it? Perfect. Yeah, we got yeah, perfect. Yes, 10 out of 10. Come on, women. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you as well, Claire, how many FA Cups have you taken part in? Um, Three. Three? Yeah, one, so you, two. Okay, one, yeah, two, one two, and one, and final. one final. Okay. Oh, no. Um, and then lost one with West Ham. Lost one with yep. West Ham, okay. and um, Which is actually the last time I stepped foot on a football pitch. Oh. And they, at Wembley, so actually I'm quite... You had, a good, glad, yeah. you had a good run we of it. We lost to City that night. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, <laughs> we won two. Though. But the absolute highlight you've said of yeah. your career was winning the FA Cup with Chelsea. Yeah, uh, that moment when you kind of t- walk up through past your family and friends, you see everyone so related, um, you get to share that moment with, with all the fans and lifting the trophy. I actually think uh, Kate Chapman lifted it and it dropped and just hit someone. I think that's a common theme, isn't it? It, it that smacked Millie, yeah. Millie Bright in the face the other day, didn't it? Yeah. Gary, get on that, come on. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> get it glued down. And the FA Cup as well, it's just such a prized possession that you're just not allowed. They come in and sit around yeah. for robots, it's got more security. I think there was than... a few, few bowls of champagne poured into uh, yeah. it after that first one. So. It, it's got to be done. Yeah. I, I wish I knew that feeling as a player, just going into a normal WSL game, um, then going up against, or going into a normal club football game, but then going up against the the opponent in the FA Cup always seems like such a huge deal Um, who can you call being in the final next season who do you think it's going to be Um, you know what I've got a feeling that it might be uh, someone like Brighton or Tottenham I think uh, against you know some of the the giants of the WSL I think you might see some of them teams um, progress through and potentially cause an upset or, or use that as an opportunity to showcase kind of the journey they've been on. Mm, absolutely. But it's never nice when the same team will win it, you know. Well, Sometimes that's it. Well, that, yeah, happen. I would love it if a championship side, yeah. you know, one like London City Lionesses in the straw uh, will be against Bridgewater. Arsenal. Bridgewater United women. That'd be very, very that, nice to see amazing. them go all the way through. What a journey we'll for that, that kind yes. of stuff as well. Um, okay, Claire, thank you so much. I hope you're happy uh, with your draw. Some of you, I'm sure, will not be happy at all, but um, just tweet Claire no, Rafferty. No, no, no. No. DM her, uh, do whatever, see Treat whatever Gary. you have to say. <laughs> I think Gary, I'll, I'll, at, you can at the FA. Actually, <laughs> Gary, uh, Gary's just amazing, the faceless man, no one gets to know him. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for uh, letting us have a little bit of a laugh with that tonight and uh, play around. And it's great because the pressure's off and we've done our first draw and... Uh, it was all good. Hopefully, oh, uh, Faker Others is back for the next one because I never, <laughs> never want to have to go through that again. Uh, Claire, you nailed that. Oh my goodness, we've just been told we're back for the Quanti Cup draw next Monday as well. Not we, hun. Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flo will be uh, doing that one, actually. I'll just be sitting having a cup of tea watching her. Maybe a glass of Prosecco to take the edge off. Uh, yeah, by the way, you can check that full list out on our website as well. Just get onto TalkSport to Twitter and you can see it all there. And yeah, like we said there, we're going to be doing the next uh, round of the Quanti Cup next week as well looking forward to that Uh, thank you so much Claire Rafferty it's been lovely having your insight thanks for having me Uh, thank you very much and hopefully see you back soon Gary thank you so much Flo thank you so much and Christy Murray as well Bradley Hayden uh, for listening all of you thank you very much and don't forget if you miss any of the show you can download the Women's Football Weekly Podcast via the TalkSport app coming up next here TalkSport 2 it's all happening and we will see you next Monday bye bye Hold up what was that 
boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.